As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Rants and Gems. This is Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700, but better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. I hope all is well. We are alive. We are blessed. And it's Turkey Day tomorrow. Can't wait. I can't wait. Look, drop some gems in the comment if you are excited for Turkey Day. Um, who's cooking? Tell me what you're cooking and send me a plate, goddammit, because I'm hungry. All right. <laughs> so my wonderful, beautiful co-host, Kiana Watson, could not make it with us tonight. Um, she's dealing with family, cooking and all the good stuff. So shout out to Kiana Watson and the whole Watson clan down in Wakanda. But tonight, although Kiana's not here, I brought in a special guest with me today. All right. A special guest. <laughs> Nah, because it's, 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 I'm hearing some noise, so I don't know what the hell that means, all right? This is live, right? So <laughs> drop some gems in the comment because Toos is making noise on the board, and I don't know what the hell is going on. All right, so although Kiana's not here, I got a special guest with me, and we're going to talk about the MLS because the MLS, for those of you who don't know, is the multiple listing services, and most people think you can't find deals on an MLS. And my, my guest today finds pretty much majority of his deals um, on the MLS. But first, before we go there, I want you guys to go get House Hackonomics and go get my new book, The Real Estate Investor's Manifesto. Um, go to mgbookstore.com to pick that up and take advantage of the Black Friday sales. Um, but I want to give a big shout out to our sponsors um, for tonight's episode. Shout out to Zillow and shout out to my bro, Ty. Um, and shout out to the whole Zillow family for sponsoring these Rants and Gems episodes. So if you ever catch yourself browsing Zillow at 3 a.m., same. It's too easy. I know what's so easy is getting a new home on Zillow. And my, and my guest today is going to tell you about his experience with buying real estate on Zillow as well. 
So with Zillow, you can take a closer look at homes on the market with thousands of listings that have virtual tours, interactive floor plans, compare your favorite homes side by side to see which one has the features you want, request a tour with a local agent to get on the ground insights about the neighborhoods you like, or learn financing options, which a lot of people don't even know that Zillow has a mortgage company, so you might want to check that out too. And you can connect with other lenders that are on Zillow.com to get a free pre-qualification. So when you're ready to find a new home, you'll be ready to close on that deal. So download the Zillow app to get your next place. Download the Zillow app to get your next place, ladies and gentlemen. So without further ado, again, shout out to our good folks over there at Zillow. We appreciate the love and the support as always. Whew, that was a lot in a short period of time. All right, so my next guest needs no introduction. If you find yourself perusing the internet, you're probably going to see him 6 a.m. yelling at you <laughs> on why you need to get your ass up and get to the bag. Because if he's up getting the bag and he's a multimillionaire, then why the hell are you sleeping? Um, my guy has been on Rants and Gems. He's, we've shared stages together. He's helped me. Um, purchase property in Connecticut. He's my Connecticut mentor. And I tell you, he's the king of Connecticut. Uh, without further ado, I need you to throw some gems in the comment right now. I need to see a lot of gems for my guy, Mr. Welby, a.k.a. at my best, 197 is in the building. Welcome to Garland Media Studios, brother. Listen, man, if, if, if a man can make me blush, it's going to be you. Know, for real, like, for real. Pause. Pause. I mean, pause. But if, if a man's going to make me blush, it's going to be you, man. My so, brother. I really, 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 really appreciate it. You already know what it is, my of brother. Of course, man. Thank my, you so my much. Guy, my guy, my Thank guy, my guy. So Shout out to at my best 197. Oh, and I'm not a king a king of Connecticut, man. I just do my thing, man. Nah, 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 nah. He's very modest, y'all. Appreciate He's very it. modest. If you follow Welby... And especially if you're part of the Phipps, Flips the Profit Mastermind, mm -hmm. you already know what it is. This guy's the king. I've seen so many of his properties. I've seen burnt down properties that he turned them from three families to eight families. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen property. I've seen not only seen the properties, I've seen the receipts Man. of the rentals, <clears throat> the cash flow, the profits. I showed you some receipts today, too. He right? showed me, <laughs> and, and what's so beautiful, he showed me receipts today about his mentees. Yeah. You shout know what I'm saying? Shout out Latoya. Shout out Kevin, man. Congratulations on your $100,000 win today, man. Super proud of you guys. Yo, man. and that's incredible. Real talk, man, because it's not often that people are making hundred k on a deal, let alone in this type of market that we in. in so the stuff that you teach, it works. It works. You know what I'm saying? Because you do it in real life. I do it in real life, and it works everywhere. So before Absolutely. people start asking where, of course, I'm investing in Connecticut, but it works everywhere. Absolutely. I don't care where you're at in America. It works. Facts. So, so look, Zillow, like I said, again, shout out to Zillow. Shout out to Zillow. Um, sponsors this episode, and they get their data off the MLS to feed it to the general public. And you're someone who has said millions of times that you buy majority of your deals off the MLS. So how has been your experience working with Zillow to buy deals? Because I know you told me you've closed a couple of deals that you found on Zillow.com as well. Believe it or not, most of the deals that I have found have been off of Zillow. Wow. So most of the deals have been off of Zillow. So the, the information that they provide 
is the same information that the public can utilize that everybody got access to. Mm -hmm. But I, I say 85 to 90 percent of the deals that I've earned from flipping properties to the uh, rental properties that I have, I've purchased them using utilizing the MLS through Zillow, believe wow. it or not. So uh, and I'm not getting paid to say this. This is just a fact. Yeah, that's I've a fact. This, yeah, I've been saying this for years. So um, I get most of my deals, 85 to 90 percent of them off the MLS. So. How are you getting your deals? Because most people, because MLS is retail, yeah. right? That's not really where investors play in the retail market. So how are you able, and I've seen these deals, yeah. right? And You're not buying retail pricing. Never do. You're paying basically wholesale prices, you know, 40, 50, 60 cents on a dollar Facts. off Zillow.com and other MLS sources. Correct. How are you doing this? Well, how are you finding these damn deals, bro? Well, first off, um, I'm looking, I'm utilizing these platforms to see these properties. But at the same time, too, I have the realtors that uh, I work with. Mm -hmm. So what it is that people don't need to, need to understand is that we're looking at it. I'm looking at it in a different set of eyes than what the public is looking at. Mm -hmm. So what most people are looking at is they're caring about what the list price is. Yeah. I could care less what the list price is of a property, regardless if it's on Zillow or any other source of finding a property. I don't care about that. I have to be able to identify in the environment that I'm investing in what the value of the property would be when I start doing work to the property, if I were to acquire it, what's the rehab cost going to cost me to acquire that property? If we're talking about rentals, I need to understand what my cash flow would be. So I would need to be able to identify what would this apartment be rented for after I get in there and do my thing to it. And then based off of that, I calculate my numbers and then I put my offer in. And then I have an understanding of that most of the offers I put in, I'm not going to get accepted. That's just the nature of the business. Mm. I'm not doing anything wrong. It's not because I'm stupid or somebody smarter than me. Most of the properties I'm going to put an offer on, I'm not going to get them. I understand that. But I, I calculate my numbers correctly, and I put my offer in, and I cast out a ton of offers all over, all over the city. And eventually I'm going to get one that's going to get caught, and then I go from there. Wow. So, all right. So I need you to look at this camera right here, Welby. I need you to look at your camera. I need you to tell our audience right now, look dead in their eyes, give them three steps that they can use to find deals like you. First thing first, what I would definitely suggest that you would do is definitely put yourself with somebody that's a solid mentor that knows what the hell they're talking about. That'd be the first thing that I would tell you to do. Second thing that you would definitely need to do is understand the process. There's actually a process to everything that me and Matt is talking about, which is very, very important. When you understand the process of that, the third step that I would do is get a realtor in the area that, that, that understands that market that you can educate in the process so that they could come to you and present to you these potential deals based off of the criteria that you need. From them presenting that to you, from them presenting that to you, you would be able to formulate the number, your maximum offer that you would need to be at acquiring that property. So you need to understand the process. You need to understand and follow the process. That process is your parachute, mm. right? That's your protection. So the fear that people are going to have when they're putting in their offers, like one of my mentees today also got an accepted offer today. She's terrified. And I told her, follow the process. That's going to give you your answer. Jump out of that plane and jump and go for that property, but follow the process. And if between that process, the numbers don't add up, pull your parachute. You understand? So that's would be the, those three things I would say would be pretty much, pretty, pretty much what I'm doing right now. Pull your parachute. Correct. 
pull your parachute. Explain what that means to our people who may not understand that. I could be candid, right? Please do. Okay. Please do. Most of the people out here are in this business investing blindly. Okay. All right. So when they're buying, when they're getting into this business, they're going through what because they're seeing an image that's being put online. So it looks uh, this fairy tale. It ain't a fairy tale out here, people. It's real out here. It's mm -hmm. real out here. So a lot of the times you'll see people getting applauded because they got to the closing table. That's the easy part of the game. So if you could acquire a piece of property, anybody, if you really put your mind to it, can get a property if they wanted to. Facts. But how do you know if the property that you purchased is aligning with what your goals are? Mm -hmm. Are you flipping this property? Are you wholesaling this property? Mm -hmm. Are you renting this property? There's a different procedure with each process I just finished describing. So now, when you're, when, when you're going for that property, when you see, I, I can't tell you how many people I've spoken to that now have acquired the property. Now you own the property. They're not asking you what's your, what's your plan with it. They don't even have a plan. They were just happy that they got the property. So now when we start having an in-depth conversation into that, and let's say they wanted to flip it, it'll take me all the 30 seconds to tell you you're not going to make no money on that deal. Yeah. No way. Yeah. If you're renting it, it's going to take me all the 30 seconds to figure out with you you're not going to make no money on that rental. Mm -hmm. You understand? So that's your parachute. So if you're not following that process, you're not pulling your pulling the cord for your parachute. You're about to hit the ground and die. Facts. That's what's about to happen to you. So we, you need to do this prior to the acquisition, not after the fact. That's a fact. Yeah. That's a fact, man. Big gems right there. So let me ask you this now: with interest rates going up, I know you're a fan of this, yeah, right? I so, am. so am I. Yeah. Um, I think this is a beautiful thing, but how are you now analyzing your deals to incorporate? The deals that you're getting debt on, because I know you do cash and debt as sure. well. The deals that you're getting debt on, like I know when the money was cheaper, obviously your cash on cash return is higher. Correct. So now that the money's more expensive, probably double, double and a half than what it was uh, eight months ago, nine months ago. How have you adjusted like your formula? So let's just say a year ago, you were probably 15, 20 percent or higher on your cash on cash net return. Have you seen a big change in your in your cash flow with these higher rates on the properties that you're getting debt? And how have you adjusted? We're talking about rentals now? We're rentals, about rentals. Okay, um, for uh, the, rentals. For the, for the rental part, absolutely you see a mm -hmm. change in the, in, in the uh, cash on cash return. Mm -hmm. So I could give you an example, right? Um, I'm only focusing on three families or higher. So I have three units, four units, five units, six units, seven unit properties, right? So the, the, the average... Three unit that I have is generating me an income after all expenses paid of over three thousand dollars a month. That's my average, okay? So one is doing maybe twenty seven hundred, the other one's doing thirty five hundred. I have some three units that are pushing almost four thousand dollars in net income per month. I want to make that clear. Whenever net. I'm talking mm -hmm. about anything with numbers in real estate, I'm talking about how much I'm putting in my pocket, right? So. The gross is even better, obviously, right? Correct. So now those same properties now. Believe it or not, I'm still I'm still doing those numbers, if not better. Here, wow. Here's here's why. Um, I've recently purchased a four family. You did say earlier in 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 this uh in this uh, uh podcast that I'm getting properties at forty. What do you say? 40 I said 40, 40 cents, fifty cents, okay. sixty cents. So on I the purchased dollar. me a four family at forty five cents on the dollar mm. off the MLS. <laughs> Thank you, Zillow. I appreciate it. <laughs> off the MLS. So that property, 
I calculated understanding when I multiplied it times four, because there's four units in there, I knew that at a minimum, the average apartment was going to give me at least 1300 per month, 1300 per month. Mm -hmm. Three of them are giving me 1300 per month. That's $4,900. Right. Then the fourth apartment, which is a three bedroom, is going to give me sixteen hundred a month. So that's my God. What is that? Fifty three hundred fifty four hundred dollars yeah. a month yeah. on a property that's worth four hundred and fifty thousand dollars that I purchased for one hundred and sixty five thousand dollars. So listen, I don't care about interest rates. I'm excited. People get mad at me when I say it. I'm excited that the interest rates are going up. Thank you. <laughs> because it's time to get it's time to get the people that have been messing this game up, yeah. messing this business up. It's time to get them out of here. For the retail buyers, I want you guys to understand. Talk to them, bro. Talk Please. to them. The floor is yours. It's a benefit to you guys too, because sometimes I would get hate messages on my in my comment section, thinking that I'm saying to the retail buyer that, um, screw you. You're gonna have to pay a higher interest rate. Because of the interest rate being as low as it was, because of it becoming the wild, 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 wild west, the property value shot up 20 to 30 percent more than they should have been in the first place. So you were already paying too much money with the properties being at three, three percent, four percent. But with the interest rates rising, start looking in your community. You start seeing the prices are coming down. If you be patient enough and be strategic enough, you're going to get the properties at a better, if not at least at the price it should have been originally. And then if you wait long enough, you're going to be with my man Matt and go back to him to refinance out. Refinance out in two years, maybe three years, and put yourself in, in, in an even better position. So here's the thing I got to say. Mm -hmm. If you be, are able to acquire a deal at a 10% interest rate, because I still feel that interest rates are going to hit 10%. I could be wrong. Okay. We're going to discuss that in a few. But okay. if the interest rates hit 10% and you still cash flowing extensively, who cares? Who cares? So now if you cash flowing extensively at 10% interest rate, 8% interest rate, what the hell you think is going to happen when the interest rates go at 5%? Yeah. Who's better than you? Yeah. You understand? So us investors aren't concerned about the interest rate. We're not worried about the interest rate because we know what the benefits of the interest rates rising are. We're about to get a lot of these bozos out of here. The bozos got to go, bro. They got to go, they bro. They got to go. They got to go because they messing the game up for the retail buyer and the investor. Yep. They messing it up. Yeah, there was too much money in the street, right? It was too much money with the PPPs Absolutely. and everything like that. And and people not going to work and still getting paid. Absolutely. Not having to pay rent. Absolutely. Like, it was too much money in the street. And then with the rates being so low, it brought a lot of goofballs Thank you. Into bro. the equation. Man, man, I love you, bro. Yes, yeah, a lot I, of good I balls. appreciate you saying that because nah, sometimes sometimes I, I, I feel like um I'm on an island by myself and I'm turning around and I'm seeing a tsunami. Mm. And I'm turning to all of the people that I love, the people that I mess with, family members, friends, and I'm saying, turn around, the tsunami's about to hit y'all. And they're thinking that I'm just maybe I'm just screaming the sky is falling. Mm. But now the sky is falling, the tsunami's coming. And the bozos is running. They running. Yeah. Look, everybody, look, everybody, type bozo in the chat, okay? <laughs> type bozo in the chat. Please. The bozos got to go. They got to go. Yeah. They, they, they got to go, man. And we're going to see who's been swimming naked. It's starting to show now. We're yeah. going to see who's, swim, who's been swimming naked because you yeah. have a lot of people that look like superstars. You got a lot of people that look like geniuses, man. You got a lot of them that have been looking like that. And look. 
you know, I don't want to go there, bro. We get, but nah, you know keep going. Saying? Nah, you know nah, this I'm is rant. La, hold on. You are a certified ranter <laughs> well, and a certified was, gym dropper. Wait, what, what episode was that? Episode 11, I think it was. Was it episode? For, for when you came on yeah, mine? Yeah, I think it was The original that, one? Yeah, I think that was episode 11, if I remember. Was you episode 11? I don't even remember. Jordana, type in chat what his original episode is man, so, the people, so the people could go watch they it. They got to check it out, man. But you were certified ranting. Yeah. And you're certified ranting right now yeah. and certified dropping gems because everything that you're saying is the God's honest truth the bozos came in on every industry absolutely messed up every industry it made it up and stuck now we have a correction happening which is very much needed very much right i'm happy about higher interest rates as well and this gives an opportunity for not only investors but transactional people like myself to really take market share and really you know, put our flag in the sand, so to speak. Like, look, this is my territory. And now is the time. This is the time you this do that. This ain't the time to run away. No, hell this no. This is not the time to run away. So with the fear mongering that you and I have talked about a whole bunch of times, there's a whole bunch of rhetoric being put on the internet that's being put in the news to scare you people, our people, to stand on the sidelines. It's purposely being done. And if you pay attention, you see what happened with J.P. Morgan, right? Mm-hmm. You hear, you hear, you hear what's happening yeah. with these other people, right? Yeah. And these people that are leading the pack don't look like us. Facts. But yet the rhetoric that's being put out to you publicly on the internet, on the news, is telling you to wait. Fair. Right now is not the time to wait. Yeah. Right now is the time to be calculated. Absolutely. Right now is the time to take it serious. So if you've been sitting on the sideline waiting for the right time, the right time maybe you should have been when, when, when the interest rates were, were, were low, you weren't jumping in then. Not because a, they were still waiting then. Absolutely. They still were saying, oh, rate's going to go to 1%. That's right. And I'm like, it's two and a half. That's right. How much lower do you need it to be? Can I give another gem? Please go. Not one of my properties, not one of the properties that I own, not one of my properties I own has an interest rate of less than 5.25%. Right now. Less than. Not they, one. They're all above five and a quarter. Every single one of them. Mm. Every single one of them. So it's not about the interest rate. It's about being the under being able to identify and break down the opportunity. That's what it is. So you caught up, you seen the people ringing bells at the realty office mm-hmm. because they closed on the deal. Some of you people already called me for your consultation. The platform that y'all rang the doorbell on, y'all looked wonderful mm. until we had a conversation. My goal is not to prove you wrong. I'm not here to prove nobody wrong and I'm right. Who the hell am I? I'm a regular person just just trying to get to it like you. But one thing that doesn't lie are the numbers. Facts. I don't care what it is. And the numbers are universal. So you can, I'm Haitian, first generation Haitian. Shout, shout out to all you hate my, my Haitian people, Shout right? out to all the Haitians. Numbers Sapa work say. the same in Haiti. Facts. Work the same in Africa. Work the same in Australia. Work the same in America. It's all about the numbers. Mm-hmm. If the numbers don't add up, if the numbers don't make sense, it's not a deal. Look, with Beyond Win, shout out to Beyond Win. Oh, Beyond Win. <laughs> if, it don't make, if it don't make both sense and sense, then you're not doing the deal. Get out of here. And I, and I think that's a key, right? I think everybody's focused on interest rates. They focus on the fair mongering. But you made a valid point about J.P. Morgan Chase. Look at when. Shout out to J.P. Morgan Chase. Shout They're one of them. our sponsors too, right? I got some mortgages with them too, by Yeah, me too. Shout out to J.P. Morgan <laughs> Chase. <laughs> but, like... They're buying a billion dollars worth of single-family rentals. You got to really think about that. And 
Jamie Dimon, the CEO, chairman of the board, came out a couple weeks ago and said, yeah, we're going into a recession. And everybody on the internet was reposting his comments and everything like that. He says it's going to be a deep, dark recession. Ooh, right? Absolutely. But a couple months later, he like, oh, we're going to buy a billion dollars with the single family rentals. They are purposely putting out fair tactics. And then on the back end, they're buying up everything. You hear? You remember that old saying? Don't listen to what I say. Watch what I, I do. do. Exactly. Right. So pay attention to that, people. Pay pay attention to what they're telling the public, and then what they're doing. The great Warren Buffett said, "When people are fearful, absolutely, be greedy." Oh yeah. And look, a billion dollars worth of real estate these folks are looking to purchase, and they're doing build to rent at that. So how they even effing up the game even more, right? They're going to make middle class America stay renters. That's right. Right. That's we're right. going to we're going to instead of us buying these homes to flip them, we're going to buy them and make y'all rent them. That's right. So not only are we going to get better pricing on the land, better pricing on the build because of the volume. Now we're going to probably build cheap. Right. Yeah. And these homes are going to be worth a lot. And we're going to get so much cash flow and return on investment from our investors. And we're going to collaborate with a hedge fund and partners that are used to doing this. Every single day. So they're showing us so many examples and lessons in just that one play that collaboration is important. Big time. And scared money don't make no Big goddamn time. money. Big time. So that's why I always preach on here. Guys, stop being scared, man. What are you fearing? The fear is never going to go away. Never. If you're thinking that the fear is going to go away and you're just going to find a, an opportune time to jump in and because you're going to be fearful, you're completely lying to yourself. I'm fearful when I'm writing a check for $200,000. You don't think that there's a level of anxiety when I'm writing a check for $200,000 for a down payment on a property? We're human. That's okay. You understand? But once again, you follow the process. You follow the process. You're going to be confident in the fact that you're doing the right move. You understand? So, look, (laughs) don't let fear stop you from God's blessings. I told Tooks this on, we did a whole content, and I told him the same thing. Don't let fear stop you, right? And I think a lot of people are letting fear stop them from their blessings. And then they're going to sit back on the sideline some more. And then in two years, they're going to be like, damn, I should have purchased. Listen, this is, I say this over and over again on my Instagram page. In in my parents' lifetime, my even my great-grandparents' lifetime, my parents' lifetime, my lifetime, and your kids' lifetime. What's happening now is going to be the greatest opportunity of our lives, period. Explain that. Why is this the greatest opportunity in real estate ever? Essentially, if anybody wasn't around for what happened in 2008, 2009 with the subprime mortgages, I brag about me losing it all three times. I got wiped out to zero three times. And part of it was because of the subprime mortgage. I didn't follow the process. I didn't follow the rules. And I thought I was a know-it-all. I'll be the first to admit it. And I got wiped out. When I got wiped out to zero, I had to stand on the sidelines because economically I didn't have it to continue. So I got wiped out. And I watched a bunch of people put added zeros to their net worth while I added zero, zero point to my net worth. I was wiped out. Mm -hmm. So in that whole time, of me getting myself prepared and leading, getting myself to this point, I was preparing for an opportunity like this today. What we saw in 2008 and 2009, it's going to be child's play. That's, how, that's what I personally feel. All right. 
So now we got we to gotta talk about this because I a thousand percent disagree with you I, on this I, one. I, I love you. A thousand percent. This you. shit will be nowhere near like 2008, 2009. Why do you think that? Here's the thing. And that's my opinion. No, I respect that. Mm-hmm. I respect that. Either we both we, we, we both going to meet at the finish line together regardless. That's a fact. That's a fact. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. That's, I that's, hope that's I'm fact. wrong, right? But what the reason why I say this is because people compare the subprime mortgages to the fact that uh, people were getting approvals on mortgages that truthfully weren't qualified, right? I was one of those people. Correct. Yeah, so as long as you had a pulse at that time, you Facts. were getting a mortgage. I had a mortgage of a 106% mortgage. Literally, mm-hmm. I came out of pocket, not a dime. Correct. 80%, 80% was for the majority of the loan. Mm-hmm. 20 for the second 20, mortgage. 20 for the second, which had a 13% yeah, interest rate. rate. So when you guys yeah. are crying about this yeah. 7% interest yeah. rate, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. the added 6% was for the, for the closing cost. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So now what people are saying is... The reason why it won't be as bad is because the because it's not the, the people that got qualified for the mortgages, it ain't the same. They got they were qualified to purchase. You're right. I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. If if you got if your car got hit, somebody hit your beautiful uh, uh, Ferrari that you got outside. Somebody hit you by accident or was done purposely. Do you really give a damn? No, it's still fucked up. Thank you. Yeah. So who cares? That the mortgages, the re- what caused a subprime mortgage was because people were being, people that weren't qualified were buying properties. There was a wave of foreclosures. There was a wave of people losing homes. Look what's going on in, in, in Vegas right now. The same thing. Same subdivisions. Why do you think JP Morgan is doing that? Because these subdivisions aren't being built and they're, they're ghost towns. Whatever caused it in 2008 and whatever's causing it in 2023, what? Who cares? It's still a ghost town, right? All right. So I'm going to totally disagree with a lot that you just said. Absolutely. Right? So the underlying factors are definitely 100% different than 08 and 2022. Completely different. You had subprime mortgages. You had carefree underwriting. Yep. You had all these different things that we all know about. But you also had more inventory back then. Right. So when the market crashed, you had upwards of over 10 months of of supply and you had no demand, really. So you had so many people out there, um, so many homes out there to buy and all these two year, three year adjustable rates that would come and do. That was really the main cause, because those those folks, like you said, 106 percent financing. You got 106 percent financing. You put no money into this deal. You're going to walk the fuck away. You don't care. Can I, can I you don't that? have that today. I have a, I have one of the major banks. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mention their names, mm-hmm. but they did they did promote something that our community is excited about. Y'all can read between the lines. I got it. Okay, copy. One of the one of the head people in the department contacted me mm-hmm. only a couple of weeks ago and said to me, "Would you be okay if we put you on a list of mailers for the foreclosures that we have that's been sitting since mm-hmm. COVID?" Oh, yeah, you're going to have foreclosures, but you're not going to have enough that's going to disrupt and add more inventory to where the supply will be absolutely ridiculous. And you have to look at, look, right now, you said all of your mortgages are above five and a quarter, but 85% of the mortgages in America right now are under 4%. Correct. And you have the most equity that has ever been. In America history today, now, right now. So you telling me even with the- even with prices um, decreasing, 
over the past three, four months because of the higher rates and everything. I think the report was like thirty trillion plus in equity right now. So you're that's saying that's a that, lot of fucking equity, bro. That people have in their properties. Yeah. After acquiring them in the last. Absolutely. Just in general. Not even just the people, the new people who just purchased in the past two years, just ownerships, owners, period. Yeah. How much, even if you purchase in the last five years, yeah. your property is included into those stats Correct. because you've appreciated Correct. it, right? Correct. And most of those folks, they what? They refinance in these past two years when the rates were low. Correct. So the underlying factors, right? So for me, I look at, Will there be some pain and suffering from yep. some people? Absolutely. That's a natural part of the cycle in real estate. You have to have short sales. You have to have foreclosures. You have to have distressed homeowners, right? That's natural. People will get Absolutely. fired totally. right now. When there's recession, people lay off. Look at all the tech companies laying off right now. More industries are going to follow that. But still, unemployment is still at a, almost a record low, too. So you, when you have still very low unemployment, you have inflation now going down, right? And you have rates going up and home prices coming down a little bit to balance it out, but you still don't have no fucking um, supply. There's only three months of inventory nationwide right now. Only three months. And and the buyer's market is six months of inventory and more. So you got to ask yourself, if a seller's not distressed, they have no reason to put their house on the market to sell. That's a a fact. Right? So where's the inventory going to come? We're going to need... There's a housing shortage right now, 7 million units nationwide. That part, there's no dispute on that. Like, 100%. So, 100%. this is what I'm saying. So, like, for me, do I think it's going to be some pain? Do I think there will be more opportunities that come up in pockets of the country? Absolutely. Do I think some cities and, and, and states may be more vulnerable than others? Absolutely. I 100%. I, I agree with you with that. There are going to be pockets where uh, the drop down or the pullback is going to be far greater than others mm-hmm. i definitely agree i definitely agree with that part of what you're saying completely yep yeah so you're gonna have those issues but do, when i look at 2008 and you was there i've lost everything just like you lost everything that shit was different bro motherfuckers was waking up every day and banks were going out of business but, with, but with, here's <clears> the thing though we're talking strictly real in terms of real estate correct real right? estate yeah but real this, estate. because because I th- I'm looking at it bigger than just real estate. Oh, you're talking the entire... Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. That's what when I'm you're talking about the global economy yeah, 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 or the yeah, yeah. American economy Absolutely. as a whole, yeah, 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 yeah I yeah, think yeah, there's yeah, definitely yeah. going to be pain. Everything, the points, all the points that you made, there's I, there's no dispute with that. The facts are the facts of everything that you're describing. Mm-hmm. But um, um, the, 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 in terms of just the real estate, it's, it's going to be bigger than that. Look, at, I have a friend of mine that had, for example, Bitcoins. He had over $2 million in Bitcoin. Mm, he's, at what price point did he buy it? I don't it, remember, okay. but I know I spoke with him. He's, 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 if he's 10%, where well, he was at 10%, if he's at 10% of what it was, I'd be surprised. Damn. Devastated. So that's why I'm saying that that there's gonna be that I think that the pain will be just as just as bad across the board. I feel I think that people are gonna feel the pain just as bad across the board. Like like at, at, as as much, if not pretty close to what happened in 2008. Yeah, I think from <clears throat> now you're talking about the overall picture. Yeah. Plus real estate. Look, look th- what happened. To, I'm sorry, brother. No, go ahead. Look what happened. Look at look what's been happening with Airbnb. Oh, yeah, Airbnb is taking a kind of a beating, too. Look what's been happening with Toro. Mm-hmm. Look at all those different plays that was going on. And then we'll be bringing up the PPPs and, 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 and the SBAs and how people were looking 
just like what happened back then. Yeah. People were looking amazing. And then you turn around when the wave comes. With it all out. Yeah, I think everything, you know, and I think that's one thing we all got to be mindful of. You can't go with the get rich quick things. And I'm, I look, I'm a fan of Airbnb and Toros. I'm a fan of all of this exactly, stuff, yeah. right? If you can make money, but I don't think it could be your main source of what you're doing. I think real estate is just an old school game. The holidays always find a way to bring family together, whether it's watching the game, baking cookies, holiday shopping, wrapping presents, or gathering around to listen to our favorite holiday music. It's all made more magical with an ice-cold Coke. Coca-Cola pairs perfectly with every holiday get-together. The office holiday party, your first time having dinner with the in-laws, or that small reunion because everyone's back in town for the holidays. Nothing says welcome home like Coca-Cola. Enjoy the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with good friends and family, delicious food, and of course, an ice-cold Coke. Right, it's either you flipping property or you a landlord. Right, short-term rentals, are definitely good, but that stability in the long term, especially dealing with programs and stuff like that, and you're a king of using programs. Yeah. I'd rather that just from my anxiety standpoint. Me personally, I'm the same right? way too. Like from yeah. an anxiety standpoint, like dealing with the cleaners and this and that, the check-ins, the check-outs, did you fuck up my, like for me, and I know people who kill Airbnb, yeah, and shout too. out to all of them, Absolutely. they're getting it. But there's something about just knowing you're going to get a certain amount of money every single month. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is, it's is just steady. And everything is not for everybody. Correct. You know, so Correct. whoever's shining in Toro, who's ever shining in Airbnb, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. But what, what, what everything that you just described as far as with uh, um, long-term consistency, mm -hmm. That's the game I'm into. That's the game I'm into. Yeah, stability. Stability yeah. is key. Yeah. And I think that's what even for all of our audience and everybody that we reach on these platforms, you have to know what's good for the short term, what's good for the long term. But you, if you're doing real estate, in my opinion, because fads come and go. Absolutely. Right? Fads come and go. But I think you always got to look for the for the thing that's going to be, that you know that can sustain through the test of time. That's going to sustain throughout recessions and market cycles and things of that nature. Because real estate is long term. Listen, what, the one thing that... that, that, that a roof over your head is a necessity. Definitely. I don't care if you rich, poor, tall, straight. It don't matter. It, it, black, white, Chinese, black, it, don't white, matter. it don't matter. You need a roof over you your head. You need a roof over your head. Mm -hmm. That's just that's just the fact. So that's the reason why real estate for me is everything. Everything. Even this beautiful studio that you have here. It's because of real estate. Absolutely. You understand? So so real estate for me is everything. And, and, and the long-term play for every real estate investor should be passive income. No. That should be the long-term play for every real estate investor. Yo, look, 1,000%. This is why I tell people, look, it don't matter what's happening in the market. Yes. You can still go out and touch your property. Yes. <laughs> like, it's still there. Yes. So why are we worried about what's happening today or what could happen in the next year? Why are we not focused on five years, 10 years? Because your property's still going to be there regardless. 100%. It's not the problem. Let's say burned down, God forbid. But like, you get one of my, like one of mine burned down? But yeah, but you got insurance money Absolutely. and built it right back up. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And now it's going to make more money. So look, I want to transition into that. Because we brought up, we brought up stability and long-term programs. You are like a king of programs. You use multiple different programs. I have a lot of programs. Like yeah. so many different programs. Yeah. There's much more progr there's, there's more programs than just Section 8. People only know Section 8. There's a hell of a lot more programs. 
than Section 8. That was going to be my question to you. What are the other programs? Because everybody knows Section 8. If you're on TikTok and this, they're all, everybody, Section 8, Section 8, Section 8. What kind of programs well, are out there? The thing is, is, is that every state has a different type of program. Section 8 is is a federal program nationwide. So every state, every 50 state of America has Section 8. But then every state in America has a subdivision uh, um, program as well, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So I have the, I, I work with The Connection. I work with J.D. Amelia. I work with Section 8. I work with Rapid Housing. I work with the uh, uh, people that are uh, like the parole department for people that are coming home. I work with a multitude of people that are different types of programs. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, but the core of these programs are what simil is, is similar to Section 8. Some of the tenants' rents are paid 100%. Some of the tenants are on a tier based, based off of how much they're making. And then Section 8 will maybe cover 70% of their rent. And then they have to cover the, uh, cover the difference based off of their employment. So it's a multitude of different uh, programs that you have. So any city that you win, Cleveland, Florida, Atlanta, wherever it is, you should start being proactive, going out there and researching for these types of programs and stop just focusing on Section 8. Now, a lot of these programs pay a lot more than Section 8, too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, y'all got to do your due diligence, man. I wish I could give you some general website or something like that to like, hey, here's the, all the programs in America. But unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. But definitely use Google, your best friend, and use a lot of keywords, y'all. Can I give some uh, a, an example yeah. of what you guys could yeah. do? Here's a dope thing that people could do, and it works in every city. Let's say you have an apartment that you want to rent out. What you can do is post it on Facebook Marketplace. Make sure you have beautiful pictures of the apartment. Um, don't put the location. You're going to have people popping up in your, in your home, right? Put all the pictures and then write a beautiful description of the property. And then you could put in the caption or, or in the uh, a title of it uh, that you're accepting housing vouchers or programs, What's going to happen is you're going to have a multitude of people going to be reaching out to you that are potential tenants. They're going to be cash paying tenants. They're going to be tenants that are on programs that are going to be looking for housing. What you can do now is fish through these people. So if somebody hypothetically contacted you and noticed that you have your property on Facebook Marketplace that you should boost too. spend a little bit of money and boost it, put ads to it because you're going to have an influx of people going to reach out to you. You're going to have people that are going to say, you, the question that you should be asking is, are you a cash-paying tenant or are you a tenant that's on a program? That's how you vet through them. You're going to know who's a cash-paying tenant. There's a way, there's a certain conversation that you have with that person. And all of that is done through text messages. That's what I do, all through text messages. Then you're going to have some tenants are going to tell you, I'm on a program. What program are you with? I'm with Section 8 or I'm with such and such. With you getting that, then you could ask them, what is your voucher covering? Well, Section 8 is going to cover me for a three-bedroom, $1,400. You write that and you keep that mental note or you have it so that you now start um, um, building out your Rolodex of information. The next person is going to be reaching out to you and going to say, well, I'm with the, the, uh, the company, hypothetically, The Connection. Oh, yeah? How much is The Connection paying for three bedrooms? Oh, The Connection's paying X amount. You write it down. Then what starts happening now, if you choose one of these tenants to rent to your place, whoever they may be, you're going to have the social worker that's going to contact you. That's the key, is your so, the social worker. The social worker that's in that office is working with a network of other social workers in that same office. 
When that social worker goes to that property to go and inspect that property, you're going to now be able to identify to make sure that your apartment is qualified for that apart- for, 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 for that program. Normally, the qualifications are the same across the board. So if that apartment gets qualified to be able to accept that tenant, that means the odds are any of the other programs, those tenants will be qualified based off of safety and, uh, you know, these other uh, um, things that you need to put in place. What you now do is build the relationship with the social worker. Hey, I'm in Florida. I'm buying rental properties in this area. Do you need more? Can I keep your number? Sure you can. Well, listen, I want to let you know I got another two bedroom coming. In a couple of days or a couple of weeks, can I call you? Sure you can. You can Mm. call me. Then what they'll tell you is, but if I can't utilize your apartment, I have other people in my office that needs it. Mm. Do you mind giving them my number? Sure I can. When the person gives you that person your number, you know what you do? If you check my phone, bro, if you skim through my phone, I got Mm -hmm. so many social workers from all across I'm giving too much information. You, yo, you going crazy right now, son. I ain't going to hold you up. Yo, so you going crazy right what now. Ends up go, son, go. What ends up happening <laughs> over time, because like my brother said, real estate is a marathon. It's not a race. Mm-hmm. I have to have in my phone at least good 40 to 50 social workers in my phone. So when I put now, I don't even post my 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 um my apartments on, on uh, Facebook Marketplace no more. I do like what I do with you. Yo, Matt, check out this. I got a yeah, new apartment. Yeah, I show Matt yeah, daily. Yo, Matt, I, daily, got, I got a new yeah, apartment. Yeah. What I'm doing, the same way I text you, I sent a, t- a text blast to the 50 people, all social workers. Yo, I got all these apartments. And I do sit back. My phone starts ringing. Welby, can I send somebody to go see it now? Can I send- they do the work for me. Mm. The social workers do the work for me. I don't do the work. They, they vet the people for me. They know my criteria. They know the ages that I want of people. I don't want to have pets. The amount of people that I'll be willing to have in my apartments because I don't want people tearing up my apartments because there's too many people in there. Things of that nature. They do the work for me. They present the apartment to them. Then they come back to me and say, hey, Welby, uh, I got Jane Doe. I got John Doe. Which one are you interested in? This is how much we're paying. Oh, I'll take that person. And I do it over and over and over again. How to make millions working with social workers should have been the name of this episode. Lord have mercy. The, that was the, a lot the, of game. The, the name of the, the game with everything that I do, the way I, the way I school my mentees and the people that, 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 that I, I help educate everything I speak about. I'm, I'm doing it right now. All right. I'm not giving you guys a theory or an idea of what you can do. I'm telling you what you what you what you can't. Excuse me. I'm not giving you a theory of what of the what ifs. I'm telling you exactly what I'm doing. So everything that I'm dropping now is what I'm implementing within this business right now. I'm doing it right now. I got I got an appointment. When I say I got an appointment, people, I don't go show apartments. Let me make that clear, too. Yeah. All right. So I'm not showing apartments. All right, I have people that are on the ground that's going to show the apartments for me, but I vet everybody. I sign all the checks. Nobody gets collects my money. Nobody. Everything comes to me first, and I divvy out. You understand? Because mm-hmm. this game is a wicked game. Wicked, wicked game. And then from that, I, when I do find somebody that I'm interested in, I send the, the, the social worker to the apartment, mm-hmm. and I have one of my team open the apartment. Whew. When they open the apartment, another gem. You want to make your apartments better than your competition. And it don't take that much money to do so. You don't have to break the bank to make your apartment look better than your competition. So when the potential tenants go to my property, bro, they get to the door. 
They opened the door from the door. They didn't even walk in. They want it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Mm. So think of it. Think my 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 attitude with with this business now, bro, is I'm a so I'm 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 the way I approach this business now is not about how much money I could make. My approach is how many people I could take care of, because the money gonna come anyways. Facts. So I don't have to. I don't have to uh, go crazy like a lot of these landlords do. And it's about how much rent I could pull in. I don't care how this place looks because I'm not the one living here. I don't have that attitude. My apartments, I'd live there myself. And then now, because of that, the quality of the people that you get are different. The amount of money that you get in rent is different. In my city, I'm the one that set the rent. You setting the comps for sure. I've been setting the comps. Check out my apartments. Yeah. Two years ago, three yeah. years ago, I was getting the rent what they're getting today. Yeah. I've been getting that. Yeah. You understand? So my goal is to be a provider and to be and, and to give quality quality product to the customer. The money's going to come in. Not being a slumlord. Not being a slumlord. That's slum a major key. And and I, and I think people, you know, forget that when you are a landlord, you are working with people. You are taking care of people. This is families. Absolutely. Right? And nine times out of ten, they're black and brown. Absolutely. Let's keep it real. So we can't just look at tenants as just a number or a dollar sign or someone who's paying me to pay my bills off so I can live my lavish lifestyle. Absolutely. You really got to take care of these apartments. And too many people try to skim shit because they're only thinking about the bottom line. And you're going to make money. Anyways. You're going to make money regardless. So I got, you got to take I, care of the people. I got 17 in the last few months. I got 17 vacant apartments, either evicting people or whatever. Whatever it is, I got 17 vacant apartments and I've been renovating them like crazy. And not one time have I had to come out of my pocket one time to maintain a single property that I own. Not one. Look, you dropping a lot of gems right now. Look, before we get off this, I'm going to give you an opportunity to get some of your questions answered. So if you got a question for my man, Welby, put it in the comments right now. Tuk is going to bring it on the screen and we're going to answer your questions real quick. We're about to get off here. And probably like the next 10 minutes. So you don't have much time, but I want to give you guys the floor because, you know, we like to do Q&A with our audience. We want to keep you guys engaged. So this is your time to speak to the king of Connecticut. <laughs> I appreciate it. Brother. This is your time to speak to the king of ne the Connecticut, the flips, the prophet himself. And you can see why he's saying flips the prophet and how he's profiting. Like, it's just a whole thing, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell y'all, this is what he's speaking is real. I've seen it for my own self. So let's see. Um, Lex Lex L. Let's bring Lex L. Wait, oh, hold on. Who's that? Uh, the Forefathers Podcast TV. Shout out to the Forefathers Podcast TV. Can Shout you name a few areas in the U.S. that have a high rental population? Everywhere in the U.S. Thank has you, a high rental population. Thank you, man. Look, you got to look at 58% of black people are renting right now. Thank you. That's, right? that's, that's part of what we talk about, believing the hype. Yeah. Every, everywhere in America is a good place to invest. Yeah. It might not be in the immediate area that you're in, but it's in your backyard somewhere. Absolutely. So, look at the home ownership rate. White, yeah. white people are 74% homeowners, so 25% are renting. I think Asian Americans are like 65% somewhere, so 35% of Asians. Hispanics, 50%. Are renting black people fifty eight percent. So that's all of that, America. Yeah, listen, I love my black people, bro. Yeah. So when y'all see me in the morning, rant, ranting and gemming in the mm -hmm. morning, it's because <laughs> ranting I'm, and gemming right, in the morning. <laughs> it's because I love my people, man. 
And we got to stop playing with real estate. Facts. Stop playing with real estate. Real estate is important, people. So get in this game and buy yourself some real estate, man, please. Facts. Next question. What we got? Lex L says, should I sell my house and take 150K profit or hold it and wait? Well, I don't know what kind of house it is. I don't know if it's your primary or it's an investment property. I don't know what your interest rate is on there. Like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So I, I really can't answer that question. I would just tell you if it's 150K and it's your primary residence and you have a great interest rate on your first mortgage, I would probably say take a line of credit from that take a HELOC Beautiful. Um, but remember here's my disclaimer with HELOCs like I always say you're playing with the church's money if this is your primary residence if you take out a home equity line of credit on your primary residence you need to understand that you have a payment that comes with that it's more debt so do not take out any money if you don't have a plan of action to invest do not take out any money if you are not educated on investing right do not take this money and go to Dubai mm. so if this is your primary residence, I would say probably take out the line, maybe 75, 80K, and see if you can leverage and get a couple properties that could bring cash flow that can not only pay the mortgages on those properties, but pay back the line of credit as well. And you still make a, a, a sizable profit. Um, but if it's an investment property, I would probably just say hold it, depending on the cash flow. What do you think? I, I, I love the response. And that's why mm -hmm. I. I, I, I I rock with you, Matt, because another another influencer would have gave you an entire play on what to do with that money, not knowing the important information. Yeah. So that was ex excellent, excellent response, excellent response. Well, there you have it. It's 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 um been um um vouched for <laughs> by the king of Connecticut. All <laughs> right, that response. What, oh, what's man. the what's the next question, Tooks? Damn, this is mass small. What that say? Are materials cheaper now? For instance, roofing than the past. Materials are still more as it was. Material is still more expensive than it was prior to COVID. It still is. Yeah, I can tell you, material is definitely expensive. Um, I, I got a bunch of labor and materials things happening right now in my world, and um, it's not cheap. And these contractors still charge a lot. <laughs> like it's but not. I show, but listen, I show you how to pimp these contractors. You definitely did. I show you guys how to pimp these contractors, man. Yeah. I, I, I show you guys the play. These contractors, you become their worst nightmare. I promise y'all. Next question. Tooks is searching for your questions. Put your questions in the comments. All right. Uh, Tarion says, stay in my apartment renting or buy a crib to flip. Um, look, all right. So I will tell you this. If you're not ready to buy a primary residence and you know you want to invest in real estate, you know you want to be a landlord or you know you want to flip a property and you have the capital, you have the the knowledge and you have the resources, meaning especially with flipping, you have construction teams, you have, you know, um, GCs that you trust. Prop, you have all of that down pat. I would say probably rent and flip, build your money up because you can always go buy a home, right, to live in. So it's okay to rent. And I tell people this yeah. all the time. There's absolutely nothing wrong with renting. But you still should invest and buy real estate Completely. while you're renting if you're in the position to do so. So that's my opinion on that. Welby, what's your opinion on the, this? It goes to everything got to be a breakdown. So I don't, I don't know what your financial situation is currently. I don't know if you are in a position to be able to acquire a property. Because right, right now, is it, it, you're going to have a great opportunity to buy a property at a deal. 
So should, do you have the capability of acquiring that property as a deal that you want to keep for you and your family or not? Or do you have to do like what Matt said, where that's all that you have and you need to grow that money? If that's all that you have, you need to grow it. Then, yeah, you obviously can maintain the rental that you have. Take that money and flip properties to generate the monies that you need to then utilize that money to buy rental properties with it. That was my entire strategy with me being in this business was flipping houses so I could generate enough money so that I could then utilize that money to then start buying cash flowing assets, rental properties. No, I agree with that. Flips the profit. <laughs> flips, flips the profit. Flips the profits. Absolutely. There, there you have it. All right, let's take uh, like two more questions. Y'all got two more questions. Make them good. Make them good, y'all. Two more questions and let's go. All right, Steve Carr, it seems you prefer long-term rentals over daily rentals. Is that correct? More stability? Welby? Me, long-term is better for me. Not everything is for everyone. Mm -hmm. I'm not knocking anybody that does short-term or Airbnbs. I used to have a penthouse in Manhattan, and I did Airbnbs, and I got wiped out. I didn't know what I was doing because everybody else was doing this. So I said, let me do it, and I got wiped out. That was years ago. Me, personally, I just like I like long-term. It's consistent, and I don't have to deal with the maintenance of uh, uh, cleaning sheets and, and, and uh, the turnovers, you know? But other people, they enjoy the hospitality business. I'm not into that business. The hospitality business is the short-term rental business yeah. game. But it's like any business, right? Real estate, there's so many different ways that you can you can get money, right? Yeah. There's there's not just one formula that works. Like you always said, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. So if you want to be a landlord, you have to be ready to be a landlord. If you want to be in the hospitality business, you have to be ready to be in that business. So um, I'm with Welby. Stability, long-term kind of set it and forget it and I got to really worry about nothing and else. And you have to have that answer com completed before you acquire the property. Way before you acquire the property. Yeah, because like I, before you spend a dollar. Yeah, so if you see a property, I can tell you, Matt, what's going to happen to that property before I even buy it. Mm. So if my goal is to rent that property, I can tell you what's it going to cost me I need to acquire it for, how much it's going to cost me to rehab it and then by the time I finish putting a mortgage on it, refinancing it, I could recoup my money back, how much I project the mortgage is going to be to how much I project that the rental is going to be to what I project the cash flow is going to be mm -hmm. after expenses. And this is all done before I even own it. Absolutely. So as it should be. You got to analyze your deals. Please. And you got to learn how to analyze yes. your deals properly. Yes, please. So stop buying properties and saying, I'm going to figure it out after the fact. Stop jumping out the plane without your parachute and say, I'm going to try and catch the parachute on my way out the, out the, out the plane. Mm. You better put that parachute on now and before you jump facts next question tooks i'm liking i'm like we're gonna get a couple more because you're going crazy right now i love it i love when he start ranting and shit uh, trying, like he, no 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 they call me do. The, they call <laughs> me the angry they call me the, the angry investor i'm not angry people i'm just passionate i promise you the angry investor I'm, I'm, I'm just passionate man that's all man nah he's not angry yo uh, well be good he always happy <laughs> I am, though, <laughs> he's, I am. he's always happy. I really am. He's just passionate, y'all. But I just take passionate. real estate serious. Because I, this shit is serious. Yo, I take, uh, thank you, bro. Yeah. I take real estate serious. After, we can go party. That's a fact. After, we can go party, but not right now. <laughs> All right, Eli. Eli says, can you speak on when and how to find vouchers and programs in subdivisions? Hmm. It doesn't matter for that. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a subdivision. It don't matter if it's just a, a red, regular rental community. It don't matter if it's a building. Yeah. A, a, a rental apartment or a rental 
property is a rental property and then these 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 programs have their criteria based off of uh, off the bedroom sizes um um basically and the locations how much they're going to pay so it being a subdivision or 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 just a regular rental community doesn't really matter yeah, I would just say if you want to do anything in the subdivision, watch out for those pesky uh, HOA, HOA fees. Yes. Those HOA fees will kill your profit, and those uh, and those HOAs, though they like like they run your your house basically. Mm-hmm. They can tell you what you can and what you can't do. So if you are going to invest into a subdivision, um, make sure you understand the rules of engagement when it comes to the HOA. And exactly how much it's going to cost you on a monthly basis because it could really kill Big time. your your profits. Big time. All right, let's take let's take one more. We're going to take one more one more question. Drop some gems in the comments for my man Welby, Mister Flips the Profit himself. <laughs> Drop some gems in the comments, people. I want to see gems lighten this damn comment section up because my guy is a certified ranter and a certified gem drip dropper, <laughs> right? Certified. Now we already answered. We already answered Eli. I don't want to do another Eli. We can't. We can't give him special privileges. Sorry, sorry, Eli. <laughs> All right, Gerardo or Gerardo. I hope I uh, pronounced that right. Uh, what do you think about creative financing? I love any any financing. I like debt, mortgage debt, to be specific. Right. So mortgage debt. No matter how you got to get it, whether it's from a traditional bank, whether it's from a non-traditional bank, whether it's from a hard money lender, whether it's for a private lender, whether it's seller financing, whether you raised up OPM from investors, families and friends. And and now you have that debt because you got to pay them back a ROI mortgage debt or debt to buy property, in my opinion. It's always a good thing. Yeah, What's it. your opinion? Um, when you say creative financing, that's just a triggering word. That that's it created. is. That's marketing. That's all it is. It's, it's marketing. marketing. Just like when you hear generational wealth, we won't, we're not going to go on that, that, that conversation. That's the marketing too. That's all marketing. So when you say creative financing, what I tell my mentees is the source of where you're getting your funding is, is irrelevant. It's irrelevant, the source. So if you have a rich uncle or if you have a hard money lender or a private money lender or if you have a person that's willing to carry the note for you that owns the property, who cares? However you're doing it, the process of what you have to do to make sure you identify if this is a deal or not remains the same. Uh-huh. It doesn't change anything. So I can't tell you how many people that have purchased properties just because the hard money lender approved them. Yeah. Or because that they got the money borrowed by their parents and they think that they won because they got they got the financing. It's irrelevant. Yeah. The source is irrelevant. The process that you still have to go through to vet the deal remains the same. Learn how to analyze your deals. That's all that matters at the end of Big the day. Time. Big time. Look, this has been a... Uh, We've been on here for an hour now, Have right? Been so it's been, it's been an hour, yeah, right? It's about to be an hour. This was a great episode, uh, impromptu episode. I'm gonna tell you, this thing really came together like two o'clock today. Listen, bro. I, I, first, I want to tell you, Matt, thank you, right? No doubt, because, no doubt. Uh, me and you speak a lot more often than people think. Absolutely. And then when we do get on the phone, it's like for hours. Yo, this <laughs> like morning was on hours. the phone for two hours. Word, it's like we for were hours. Throwing ideas and you yeah. blowing my mind, and I'm hoping I was blowing your mind. Absolutely. And then you were like, "Hey, Wubby, what you doing? You want to pull up?" And I'm like, "Absolutely," you know. And I just appreciate you sharing. Your platform, earn Always, your leisure. Bro. I pre- earn, earn your leisure, sharing your platform with me, and um, 
you know, I can't thank Look, you enough. Welby's one of the most authentic dudes that I've ever met. Shout out to June the Tycoon. June the Tycoon. Um, June, June is the one who connected us. Yeah. Um, June is DJ Envy's manager. And, um, you know, he told me, like, yo, my guy Welby, my guy Welby, he's, like, the real deal. And he's he's that dude. He, like, yeah. he's cool. He's authentic. And he everything he said about you was A1. So anytime I get an opportunity to, to break bread with an intellectual on real estate, yeah. like, I'm all for it because I like to learn. You know what I'm and yeah. I like And I like to see, like, all right, oh, damn, what's the play? Oh, word, this is what you're doing? And that's just the power of relationships. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? To be able to, I don't want to be the smartest person that me, I'm having conversations with. I can't even talk to people if I can't learn from Absolutely. you. So that's another gem. Everybody mm. listen to this. If you're not learning from your phone conversations, if you find yourself texting people, you're on the phone with them, you you at the hookah lounge or dinner parties, and if you're not learning from these people, and if you're not growing from each conversation that you're having from them, then you need to eliminate these people. I'm not saying not be their friends, but you got to kind of put them in a different box because you have to be around people who's going to continue to inspire you because... I said conspire, inspire you. <laughs> I said, I don't know what word I just say, but you have to be around people who continue to inspire you because it's very easy to like get lazy. Fuck. It's very easy to be not motivated. And sometimes motivation, you need it daily. Watch the, you know that's what what, and that's what I'm giving you guys every morning. Yeah. Every morning when yeah. I'm speaking on it, it's because I'm going through it now. Yeah. When I show you guys my losses, and I tell you about a tenant destroying my apartment, or I'm telling you that I lost $50,000 on this flip, it's so that you don't have to go through what I went through. And then that's the nature of the business. There's nobody in this business that's supposedly doing this business to scale to the level I'm doing it, you're doing it, that don't take losses. We all take losses, but the wins are so much more greater than the losses, we absorb that and we keep moving. Mm -hmm. You understand? So that that that's 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 just the goal. And what Matt said about the people that you keep around you, especially for the people that are 30, 40s, 50s, I said before, I think we've partied enough. Everything ain't a party. All right. When it's coming down to learning this business, we're not partying in a house that's fucked up. Excuse my language, mm -hmm. man. We're not partying in a house. The party, the party is that thing that my mentees did today, Latoya and Kevin, shout out to them. They just made another $100,000 today. Mm -hmm. Y'all better be partying tonight. Facts. Y'all deserve it. Yeah. Y'all put in the work. Yeah. But everything now is a party and the pull-up is a party and you ain't even getting the gems that you need. And Facts. then you don't want to get hyped up like you in church to then have that big drop when you go yeah. home. Yeah. You yeah. know, so take this information that Matt throws at you constantly. Take the information out. So I, got, I got receipts, man. It works. Yeah. Just take it and apply it, but it ain't easy. But it works. Look, I got one more question I want to answer. Um, put on Felix Olivia Jr. This was a good question, and we're going to end on this because um, I think this is very important, and I got to look out for my real estate agents on this one. So Felix says he's a new agent in Connecticut. What do, what do investors look for in a real estate agent, Welby? I know that. Um, people say that they want a investor-friendly realtor. Mm -hmm. What I'm more so looking at is a realtor that's willing to take direction. So, I could my in my in my speak in, to your camera in my mastermind. May I speak on that? Please speak to in your my camera. mastermind. I can't tell you how many people that are actually realtors, that are actually contractors, that are actually people that are in funding um, sources as well that come to my training. The, the mindset that us investors have is totally different 
The people that are realtors, you're great at what you're doing and I applaud you, but you don't think the way an investor thinks. So what, what most realtors need is to be able to take direction from an investor because what I'm going to tell you to do is going to be totally left from what you learned when you went to school. Totally left. When I'm telling you, put this offer in, you're going to look like I'm crazy. You're going to say, this guy's crazy because this doesn't make any sense. This person's never going to accept that. That's the nature of the business. So if you want to be a realtor-friendly investor, take direction and listen to that investor, especially if that investor has experience. They're not trying to waste your time, I promise you. Big gems right there. I hope that helped you out. Uh, well, be tell them how to find you, man. Uh, the best way to find me is on Instagram. Um, that's at my best 197, A-T-M-Y-B-E-S-T-197. And um, that's the best way to get at me. Man, <clears throat> throw some gems in the comment for my man Welby. I told y'all this was going to be a phenomenal episode. My man's a certified ranter and a certified gem dropper. Uh, I, I rock with my brother. Make sure y'all tap into his movement, the flip the uh, flip the profit nation. Make sure y'all tapping in. Can I drop a G an email. Go ahead. Oh, it's uh, if you guys go to, can I pull one yeah, yeah, second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell Let me, me pull up real quick. Oh man, here we go. And drop some gems in the comment while we're waiting for him to get his email so you guys can email him. Drop some gems in the comments and make sure when you email him, make the subject rants and gems. Please. Make the subject rants and gems. I'd appreciate it. So the email is list.flipstheprofits.com. So if you go to list dot flips the profits dot com you're gonna get yourself on the wait list and somebody from my team will actually reach out to you because we're gonna have an in-depth conversation with you because we want to make sure that you aligning with what we're doing i don't care if you got the money it does that's not it's not what it's about it's about we're going to be with like-minded people that are serious about changing the trajectory of where they're going in this world and what we're doing listen hands down bro i got the hottest thing moving bro i'm i'm I believe it. Yo, I got the hottest thing moving. I believe it. if you're looking to get your shit twisted, you better come with me. I got, I'm ready for you. So list.flipstheprofits.com. Get on the waiting list. And man, Matt, I can't thank you Look, enough, make that make the subject Rants and Gems so his team knows that you are part of the Rants and Gems audience. I appreciate you for coming man, on the show so tonight. Much, brother. My brother, you dropped a lot of gems today, oh, brother. Thank you so much, <laughs> certified Ranter and a certified gem dropper, Mr. At My Best 197. Make sure y'all tap in. Listen to the pod on audio. Download it. Rate it five stars. We already over a million downloads um, in Congrats, 16 man. months. Thank you, my brother. We're looking to get to a million downloads every single month, so please go to the pod download it, leave a review, drop some gems in the comments. And in about 45 minutes, we got EYL University coming up next. Okay, open enrollment. It's going to be an amazing show. Troy and Rashad are back from the global world <laughs> tour. They're hosting the class tonight for EYL University. Shout I'm going to be on the class. Um, Dow Fishman and, no, I said Dan Fishman. Dan Fishman and the Haitian CEO. Shout out Haitian um, CEO, Dan Fishman. Tonight, um, EYL University, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Learnathon happens tonight. So make sure you're tapping with that in 45 minutes. This is Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700, but better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. Peace. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.